In the name of our one God, who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. I share just a few words with you now in the midst of uh, this beautiful service of music and uh, music and lessons in which we hear a good portion of the sweep of the Christian message, the, the hope we have obviously beginning um, with, with the fall, the issue uh, within the human condition, uh, not just the human condition out there, the issue within the human condition of you and me, uh, within our hearts as well. And we see the beginnings of God's response as well, uh, the wonderful, gracious response. We, we read and we hear of the fact that God is Emmanuel, that he's actually God with us, the one who comes forth into the world, that we might be rescued and that we might be restored, the one who comes into the world to address the fall, that he might establish his kingdom forever. And we hear that good news, and as we hear that, and as we reflect, reflect briefly on what it has to say to you and to me, I want to share a brief story, which hopefully will help to begin to express some of what we see here and, and the dramatic movement um, that is present in the lessons which we've read from just a moment ago. It was um, my uh, junior year in college, and I can remember one of my favorite professors was the chair of the English department. Dr. Tucker um, was his name, and uh, he was my advisor. He would uh, keep up with the um, EPL, and we uh, that, would, of course, you know, is the English Premier League. Um, and so he would keep up, and we would talk about scores and standings and, and things of that sort. I'd go and I'd visit with Dr. Tucker, and he came in this one day to class, and as he did so, he placed papers uh, at the front of the classroom at each desk, and they began to come back. And as you might imagine, um, my first response was one of panic. Um, I thought, you know what, this is so like me um, to forget this quiz or this test. And, and in addition to the panic, um, along with the panic was the sense of doom. Uh, I'm going down. I mean, I, you know, I've, you know I've, I mean, I've been trying to pay attention, but it hasn't, I don't know how successful I've been. So anxiety, um, panic, uh, doom, and as the paper made its way to me, uh, it was an apology uh, which Dr. Tucker had written to us, um, his students. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, uh, I think it was the only one um, I received during all my years of school. It's one of those things that stands out um, in your memory for the content of, of what it said, yes, um, but also just by the sheer fact um, that here was Dr. Tucker. He was the man. He was the chair uh, of the English department. He was uh, the chair of numerous boards, both at the school and within the state and within the nation. Uh, and there was a dramatic um, shift which happened in the classroom that day as he shared that particular apology. And uh, in true Dr. Tucker style, um, it was winsome as well. And, and he apologized for what he described as his lack uh, excuse me, lack of organization and poverty of inspiration. Uh, he, his lack of organization and his poverty of inspiration. He said, gentlemen, uh, I just want you to know that in trying to become all things to all people, it's possible to become useful to none. Um, and uh, I remember that, obviously, um, for his tremendous uh, humility. But I share that story with you now because uh, the dramatic shift that took place, there was a change uh, in the class on that particular day. There was a change um, in the room as the one who was powerful uh, became vulnerable um, before us. Uh, here was the one who was powerful. Here was the one who was in charge, who willingly uh, became vulnerable um, for us, that he might 
um, dross to himself, that he might uh, have the truth go forth in the midst of that. And I share all of that with you because that is in large part what we hear this evening. And we certainly see that uh, in the words spoken to Mary. And I, I love um, the honesty of Mary. The angel appears to her and says, Hail, um, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And we hear that Mary's response is that she was greatly troubled. Um, <laughs> and I think that's, um, that's fabulous because Mary was perceptive. Um, she realized that um, God's favor is a wonderful thing. Uh, but the reality is that God fa- God's favor was going to dramatically um, change her life. The appearance uh, of the messenger from God, this message which went forth to her, which involved her. She had the perceptions. She had the insight, the depth of knowledge to realize this was wonderful news, but at the same time, nothing was going to be the same from this point forward. Uh, And so that is the amazing news which is held out to us. At first, um, she's uncertain, realizing a dramatic shift or dramatic change is about to take place um, in her life. And, of course, what we see and what we know, uh, obviously that it does, but it's so much greater than that as well. A dramatic shift takes place uh, within the history of creation, uh, within the world itself. As God comes forth into the world, the one who is powerful uh, becomes vulnerable um, for you and for me, that he might win us, that he might draw us um, to himself, that we might be um, his sons and daughters, that we might be heirs uh, and members of his kingdom, that we might have that sense of peace and security. He comes forth into the world um, to wonderfully save us from the power of sin and death uh, and to wonderfully save us from ourselves as well. Uh, we hear that message of God who comes forth, the one who is powerful, becomes vulnerable, that he might save us from sin and death, that he might save us from ourselves, that we might have the type of foundation which nothing in all of this life and all of this world uh, can take away from us. Uh, I share one um, final verse here as we reflect uh, on all of this and, and what it means as God comes into the world um, to draw us to himself, to make us whole where we've been broken, um, to make us alive where we had been dead, to give us hope where we had been hopeless. The way that he comes forth into the world, Mary's response, uh, as we hear in the 38th chapter, Mary says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me uh, according to your word. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me uh, according to your word. And what I would lift up to you and to me this evening as we uh, hear these lessons, as we sing these songs, as we pray these prayers together as we reflect on what all of this might mean, both in the cosmic scale, but also what it might mean specifically um, for you and for me as well in our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. What I invite you to do is this, uh, is to make um, this prayer your own, uh, to make this prayer your own. And as you make this prayer your own, uh, to see what God makes of that. Uh, and undoubtedly, he will make something of it uh, and more Um, than just something. Uh, And so I invite you uh, to consider uh, Mary's response to the promise that God would come forth into the world and the reality that we saw in Jesus and that we, along with her, might pray. Behold, uh, I am the servant of the Lord. Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Amen. Amen.